Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. Today, here's the number if you want to uh, be a part of the show. 800-922-6680. Happy Hanukkah to those celebrating Hanukkah. First day of Hanukkah. And uh, and again, I, I saw this really funny tweet over the weekend. To put it into perspective, because we know the story of Hanukkah, and I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not. Uh, I don't want to insult anybody because I, I don't know uh, a lot about Judaism. But you know, I, I know that I have a lot of Jewish friends, and I think that there's a kind of a similarity uh, between a lot of the faiths, particularly the my faith, which is Catholicism and uh, and Judaism. But uh, uh, somebody had said that uh, Hanukkah, if you want to put it in perspective for the uh, the miracle of Hanukkah, rather than a uh, lamp that burned with a little oil for eight days, uh, think about your uh, your iPhone only have 10% battery for eight d- days. I think actually that would be really, uh, that would drive a lot of millennials, millennials or, or Gen Zers completely insane. Actually, me too. <laughs> it's, just, it's just kind of funny. Oh, 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 you know, did you know that we've already gotten some Christmas presents this year? And, and Hanukkah gifts, if you want to say that as well. Did you know that? Well, first of all, we got the Twitter files, which I didn't ask for, but... Uh, it just keeps giving. It's the, it's the get. I think there might be eight crazy nights associated with the Twitter files, and it might even go to ten or twelve or twenty or thirty. But so we can thank that, uh, you know, Elon Musk, Santa Musk for that. But also, the Washington Post has lost hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Uh, yes, of, of subscribers, five hundred thousand subscribers since January of twenty twenty one, as people are beginning to reject their woke ideology. Yeah. According to a report by the Wall Street Journal, the company's downward trajectory began when Biden took office. Trump's presidency and subsequent Trump derangement syndrome that took place over those fateful four years was the woke newspaper's lifeblood, according to this story. uh, Despite being on track to generate about $600 million in revenue in 2022, the Post is not expected to make a profit. So there's a little gift for you. Another one is that uh, Walt Disney stock has dropped 4% since, uh, since uh, embracing the whole woke ideology and uh, saying that the, uh, the bill that was passed in Florida with regard to stopping the sexualization of children in school and, Demo- and uh, Democrats and, uh, and Disney saying, nope, it was about don't say gay and it was homophobic. Well, that's uh, affecting the company as well. They had to fire their CEO. So there are a couple little gifts that you got. Thank you to uh, uh, Santa... Uh, Trump and, 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 and Santa Musk. <laughs> so <clears throat> here's another part of this, uh, this uh, Twitter files that we're discovering. The New York Post claims that Twitter's top ranks, listen to this, this is how bad it was. You thought the pipeline between Capitol Hill and Big Pharma was big, and it is. It's really big. There are people, they're, they're politicians. They leave. They go work for lobby for uh, Big Pharma. I think it's Pfizer has 135 lobbyists on Capitol Hill, and uh, and then apparently there are a lot of people in the FBI who left the FBI to work at Twitter and censor speech. Isn't that great? Thank you, Santa Musk. Yeah. Twitter's top ranks filled with ex-FBI agents and executives, not just James Baker, the lead counsel who went there in 2018 or in 2020, just in time to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. This is all undeniable, by the way. Pardon me. This is all undeniable. Over a dozen former officials reportedly joined the company in the years before Elon Musk purchased the website in October. 
James Baker, the FBI's former general counsel who worked in the same capacity at Twitter, has made headlines after being fired by Musk. The FBI's influence spread much further than just Twitter's legal department. FBI dedicated dozens of agents to pressure Twitter to remove political tweets it didn't like, and they were all left-leaning. <clears throat> all left-leaning. I mean, all of the, the, the people who worked there. The tweets that they took down were conservative. Yeah. In many cases, the former FBI agents were in positions of leadership that would allow them to directly influence the censorship of the post-Hunter Biden laptop story coverage in 2020. Now, it's kind of weird, right? We know now that, that people, when they're polled, said that uh, if they would have known about Hunter Biden's laptop, they wouldn't have voted for Joe Biden in 2020. Uh, this and, and uh, uh, in, in the battleground states where all the vote counting stopped on election night and millions of votes came in for Joe Biden the next day, those same states all changed their election laws without their state legislature. And Mark Zuckerberg took a $420 million of his own money to put... Uh, Unmanned ballot boxes in those states. I, I'm not saying, I'm just make up your own opinion. I, I certainly wouldn't want to say anything about the 2020 election <clears throat> because you can't. You haven't been able to say anything about it. Yeah. One Twitter employee, Matthew Williams, joined the company in June 2020 as the senior director of Product Trust. <laughs> After spending more than 15 years working with the FBI as an intelligence program manager and senior supervisory intelligence analyst. Don Burton, former federal prosecutor, who served as deputy chief of staff to FBI boss Jim Comey. Haven't heard much of him lately. Joined Twitter in September 2019 as director of strategy and operations and council organization. Yeah. Uh, would have been close to the FBI's Hillary Clinton email investigation due to her connection with Comey and the agency's investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. elections. Yul Roth, the leader of Twitter's trust and safety team, which uh, Elon Musk just blew up last week because it's a big lie, had regular meetings with the FBI in the run-up to the 2020 presidential elections, even joked about these meetings in internal company communications. <laughs> this, is, this is just amazing, isn't it? Isn't it just amazing? FBI left, went to Twitter, by the way, before the uh, Musk takeover of Twitter, 99% of campaign donations from Twitter employees went to Democrats. Isn't that amazing? Crazy. Jeff Carlton worked for the FBI and CIA and is an intelligence officer for the U.S. Marines before joining Twitter in May of 2021. He has now deleted LinkedIn account, says that he led Twitter's re strategic response team of 50-plus agents in resolving the high-profile trust and safety escalation, which served to promote healthy public conversations in November 2021. He donated $100 to uh, California Democrat House Committee Will Rollins. <clears throat> wow. As a, a conduit between former FBI people and currently serving FBI people is a part of the value Twitter's old regime was buying, Jim Hansen, president of WorldStrat, an, uh, an informative warfare analysis and consulting team, he said they wanted that access and that air cover, and the FBI was willing to do some of the normal things that they should do, like watching for crime and terrorism, but also using Twitter as a means to, are you ready? <clears throat> Silence dissent. 
and attack political opponents. What have I been saying? Dissent is not disinformation. It's not. Federal agencies and law enforcement uh, uh, reached into Twitter included the Department of Homeland Security, which partnered with security contractors and think tanks to pressure Twitter to moderate content. This is according to the latest batch of of Twitter files released by Matt Taibbi on Friday. The Twitter files show uh, agencies like the FBI and DHS regularly sending social media content to Twitter through multiple entry points pre-flagged for moderation. Do you wonder why all of your speech was uh, shut down? Do you, re- do you wonder why you were shadow banned or, or had your posts flagged? It all came from the federal government, even on old Facebook. Yeah, yeah. An internal email from November 5th of 2022, the FBI's National Election Command Post, they created, which compiles and sends on complaints, sent the San Francisco field office a long list of accounts that could warrant additional action. In a letter to uh, former Deputy General Counsel and former top FBI lawyer Jim Baker, September 16th of 2022, legal executive Stasia Cardile outlines results from her soon-to-be weekly meeting with the DHS, DOJ, FBI, and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. All of them were censoring conservative speech. All of them <clears throat> were electioneering. Yeah. Another internal letter from January 2021 shows Twitter execs processing an FBI list of possible violative content tweets. Yeah. Uh, In uh, in this March 2021 email, the FBI liaison thanks a, a senior Twitter exec for the chance to speak to you and the team, then delivers a packet of products. The ubiquity of the 2016 Russian interference story as uh, slated pretext for the building out of the censorship machine cannot be overstated. It's analogous to how 9-11 inspired the expansion of the security state. So when Donald Trump won the election of 2016, the FBI went into full tilt mode to destroy Donald Trump and shut down the possibility of him winning in 2020. That, that's what it means. Jim Comer is uh, going to investigate the FBI. Here he is talking to Tammy Bruce. And Tammy Bruce, uh, you know, realized that Jim Comer was kind of kind of skate past uh, how you and I feel about holding the FBI accountable. Because when the Republicans take over the House, we expect accountability for this, for January the 6th, for COVID, all of that. Is that the FBI was involved in censorship in, in every yeah. form or fashion, whether it's with the election, whether it's with uh, the the Biden agenda. I mean, they have stepped in where the government does yeah. not belong, and this has to end. Well, People I, have to be held accountable, and we're going to have to start with the budget. That's what's so frustrating about what's well, going on it, right it, now. He's trying to talk about the budget, and she said, "No." Washington let me stop you there. The let me stop you right there, uh, sir. Sir, let me stop you right there. We want to see things get done. We we know you can pull pull everything into the swamp and everything into the volcano, and it's about the budget. We want some results. And at this point, it's been the United States of the FBI. And that is unacceptable to the American people. And I love that you're, you understand this. We're going to, I want to thank yeah, you. She just fired a warning shot over his bow. We want these B words to be held accountable. Let's go to Michelle in Baltimore. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show and Merry Christmas to you. 
Yeah, instead very holiday, happy holidays. I, I just I got about four points I want to make. I hope you'll let me make them. All right, try um, to make them relatively quickly. Thank you. Okay, the first one is uh, I know Biden wants to go down as the new nouveau uh, Roosevelt, you know, or Wilson. Yes. I think he's going to go down as the first president who was responsible for the invasion of his own country. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's one. Okay. So two is I knew we were in trouble when instead of uh, behaving like previous presidents had, Obama decided to buy a, a house in Washington, D.C. I knew yeah. we were in trouble when that happened. That's true. That's that is true. Number two. Nice. Yeah. So number, th- <laughs> number three was a point uh, you just made on the, on the radio before about uh, the, the attack on 9-11, and yeah. that is the Patriot Act. I mean, I think that it has to be disbanded. Yep. Uh, and the DHS. It has to be because it's given, it's been so misused. It's yes. been used to spy on Americans. You bet. That is unaccountable. That's unacceptable. Yep. Yep. So, what else? Uh, uh, the last thing is I, I am happy to hear that, that you can still talk on the radio to me because I was expecting that one of the things that they were going to do was close down the access to the airwaves to conservative hosts like yourself because that's what's like the end. Well, I've got some audio from Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino is a friend of mine. He uh, got his start on the radio in Maryland. I actually had him on my, uh, what was Saturday show on WMAL in Washington, D.C. When I was... I uh, hear him sometimes. Yeah. And uh, and Dan has got some pretty remarkable stuff. He has been uh, on the receiving end of a lot of crap, including the uh, the shutdown of his uh, his platform parlor by Apple and I would only assume that the government was involved in that so I got some of that on the other side I just want to say thanks for the points you just made they're well thought out and awesome and I wish you and your family the very best this year and a very blessed new year as well okay thank you and the same to you and your family all right let's take a break it's the Rob Carson show the left burned our cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no, we're saying hell no. It's the Rob Carson Show. I'm told where I live, we're going to get a foot of snow on Thursday. <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know. You know, if it's going to be cold, it might as well be snowy. If it's not uh, snowy where you are, then, uh, you know, congratulations. For me personally, I'm one of those guys who would like to have a white Christmas, would like to have a little bit of snow, because if we're going to suffer <clears throat> with cold temperatures, and you know, why the heck not? <laughs> why the heck not? This is a beast from uh, Mr. Dick Morris, been a, a, a frequent guest on this show. Files reveal illegal political bias behind Twitter's ban of Trump. Did you know that? Oh, well, yeah, of course. On January 6, 2021, former President Donald Trump sent a message over his Twitter account for rioters to go home and refrain from violence, and they did. And uh, this tweet mirrored what he had already said on television in a direct appeal to demonstrators to be nonviolent. Nevertheless, on January the 8th, two days after the riot, Twitter permanently banned Trump while he was still in office as president of the United States. Twitter files are demonstrating that the decision to ban Trump stemmed from what Internet journalist Michael Schellenberger called internal and external pressure. I told you this. I told you that if the FBI could ban the Hunter Biden, Biden laptop story before 2020, then by God in heaven, of course, the government had something to do with banning Donald Trump. This is this is censorship of the highest order, something we have never seen in this country. And people need to go to jail for this. And it's not about just Trump. 
Schellenberger reported that Twitter executives created justifications to ban Trump, sought a change of policy for Trump alone, distinct from other world leaders, and expressed no concern for the free speech or democracy implications of the ban. Part of the pressure came from, are you ready for this? Michelle Obama. Yeah. Part of it came from Michelle Obama. And I think she actually, uh, unlike Barack Obama, uh, told the Twitter executives she would beat the living hell out of them. Because, you know, if Barack Obama said that, they'd go, oh, that's hilarious. Like, you're going to beat the, oh, wait, Michelle, okay, holy crap. Yeah, no, just take it down. Reveal of the internal decision-making history of Trump's ban shows a clear ideological bias that is wholly inconsistent with the express provision of Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act embodied in the terms of service agreement that every Twitter user has to accept to access the site. It provides that no tech company may, quote, discriminate based on party or in ideology. Uh, that's what it says. So that would mean not only the federal government was endorsing illegality and permitting acts of illegality it looks like twitter and the other social media platforms may have broken the law too Ooh, maybe a whole lot of people could go to jail that'd be kind of cool wouldn't it here's dan bongino dan is a friend of mine i've known him for a number of years i had him on the radio for the very first time when he was running for office in maryland and he has been a phenom a phenom with a meteoric rise, a best-selling author, came from being a New York cop, tried to run for office, thank God he was unsuccessful, and became a superstar in a conservative move, movement. Here is Dan Bongino talking about how the FBI went after him. But he has done a service to this country. He had, he has literally not... Talking about Elon Musk. ...figuratively changed the history of, I think, how big tech is going to operate moving forward. Yep. He's exposed one key point. I want the audience to understand this. That what the press did to collude and interfere in and potentially fleece the 2020 election away. Oh, you can't say that out loud. It's verboten. Away from Donald That's Trump. That's disinformation. Based on, based on solid data, a polling taken afterwards about how people would have voted if they would have known about the Hunter Biden story. We're not getting into any other stuff. I'm talking strictly about that. The media intentionally did that, Sean. This is my point. This wasn't misfeasance, right? No. Misfeasance is different. You see someone trip on the sidewalk in front of you, you don't help them. Yeah. That's misfeasance. That's not what this was. This was malfeasance. A guy trips on the sidewalk in front of you, and you kick him in the teeth as he's getting up. Yeah. They did this on purpose. They did it on purpose, and here's what Dan had to go through. This was active collusion between the FBI, people in the DHS, the DNI, People at the FEC who'd heard about this stuff, Twitter and big tech, to steal away your country. And you know what? Listen to me, folks. They did it. And Elon Musk is trying to help you get it back. This is what I said from the get-go. I said that if the deep state Democrat Party, the mainstream media and big social media decide what you think is disinformation, it means they know the truth and they're trying to shut you up. And I have been 100, 1,000% right on all of this. We got a little bit more on this and also Keith Olbermann melting down. Then we move to south of the border where our border is about to be completely destroyed with an illegal invasion. That's coming up with the Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. It's Rob Carson show. This is my favorite Christmas song of all time. And it is a specific version of uh, Steel Knocked. Um, 
Silent Night, done by Mannheim Steamroller. And, and you know, a lot of people are like, I remember Rush Limbaugh uh, loved Mannheim Steamroller. Uh, and it was because of that first album that came out. Now, that album came out when I think I was a freshman in high school. And uh, and I fell in love with it immediately. I think it impacted a lot of people. But it is a, it is a beautiful, beautiful record. Um, and a lot of great music. There's just so much good Christmas music out there. New stuff that's coming out. Generally... I had to work in, uh, in <laughs> I had to work in music radio uh, during uh, you know when the, the Christmas wars. Every year there's one station in a market that goes all Christmas, and it's usually the what they call a soft AC station, which is the station that women with a lot of cats listen to, and uh, and they own Christmas. They <laughs> but I remember one year, literally, I worked at a station in, in Cincinnati. And they wanted to go after the big soft AC station playing Christmas music. So they started our Christmas music November the 1st, right after Halloween. And I had to sit and I had to play Christmas music for uh, two months before Christmas. And, and generally in those, those uh, crazy cat lady radio stations, they play the same songs over and over. They're all the, you know, there's uh, uh, Little Drummer Boy, David Bowie, Bing Crosby. There's uh, White Christmas, Bing Crosby. There's Nat King Cole. And literally there's like 30 songs in the playlist. They've, they've expanded it a little bit. <laughs> it's been a little bit, but not, uh, but not so much. I want to wrap things up on this uh, Twitter censorship thing with Mr. Dan Bongino. Uh, Dan Bongino, uh, I mean, he, he, he created Parler with some investors and, and uh, uh, the, uh, they took it off the Apple store, I guess. There were a lot of things, but they were effectively shut down. Twitter was shut down. There was a collaboration between big social media and I believe the federal government, we will find this out, that uh, attempted to shut down all freedom of speech outside of the main channels of those that were dominated by the governor, which government, which we now know were all the major players, including Twitter. But here is Mr. Dan Bongino. They did it. And Elon Musk is trying to help you get it back to the Republicans in Congress who now are about to take over in January. You better grow some moose nuts and you better do something about this or we're not going to have a damn country left. This is the public square. You need Twitter to be open. You need Facebook to be open. You need these other platforms. It's why I put my money behind these other things, too, because like you said, I'm trying to build this. I hope he sues the pants off all of those who took down Parler. Parallel economy out. Maybe that's why I'm public enemy number one to these guys, Sean. I don't know, but I'm telling you, I promise the audience, I don't whine about it every day on my show because I'm not a snowflake. You have no idea what goes on behind the scenes. With Facebook yeah. fact-checking my page over nonsense, Google banning us, YouTube banning us, Twitter shadow banning us, this it's relentless. It never stops. They have put yeah. a target on my back for a long time now. Yeah, and they all worked in concert. Here's Keith Olbermann. Keith Olbermann made a lot of money uh, doing a TV show that nobody watched. He's nuts. I mean, he really is. He's, he's unhinged. He's a, he's a radical leftist. And, and he likes to occasionally throw big words into his conversation because it makes him sound a lot smarter than he is. But he's not a very intelligent man. Uh, here is uh, Keith uh, going nuts because uh, he was removed from Twitter because, uh, you know, he's a spreader of misinformation. Hey, I don't know if this got any publicity anywhere, but apparently I've been permanently banned from Twitter by Elon Musk for not doing something he claimed he would never ban anybody for doing. What a friggin' candy-ass, lying, hypocritical, self-contradicting, little paranoid snowflake that apartheid Clyde really is. And I was hardly the most important journalist or commentator who got it. 
Aaron. I love these journalists who are screaming because they uh, they got banned for a couple days for literally doxing Elon Musk. And by the way, tracking someone's uh, GPS location in an aircraft is not a news story. What it does is paints a target on the person who already has a target on him, and that is Elon Musk. Um, I'm trying to think if I have anything else I need to add to this, add to this, because there's a lot of stuff. You know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to move on to the uh, the border and a brand new theme song that Kim, Jim Gossett did for us about our th- southern border. It's going to collapse this week, by the way. Down in the West Texas town of El Paso, Biden blew our southern border by plan. Yep. It was my plan. He won't go down there and deal with the crisis Cause he's a dunce and a senile old man <laughs> The border's exploding cause Biden's done nothing Taking the week off hit in Delaware He always does People are suffering as laws are broken Joe won't address it cause he doesn't care No, not really not one little bit. Even the mayor who's a Democrat, he's really hacked off at Who won't lift a finger, he lets chaos linger. 6,000 a day cross the border they go. Oh, it's going to be a lot more than that. Trump's 42 is about to expire, knowing Joe he will allow it to die. Title 42. He wants illegals as Democrat voters. Elections don't count. Kiss your freedoms. Goodbye. Oh, that is lovely. 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 Jim Gossett. Um, I actually sent that to him this weekend, and he threw down, and it's awesome. Just go to jimgossettcomedy.com, two S's and two T's. The uh, mayor of El Paso has declared a state of emergency as the border city prepares for crossings to skyrocket to about 6,000 a day when Title 42 goes bye-bye. El Paso Mayor Oscar Leeser declared a state of emergency, saying that the migrant crisis in the border town was beginning to threaten the safety of residents. Yeah, those are American uh, citizens that the Biden administration and Democrats have been whizzing on for so many years with regard to the uh, southern border. Here's the mayor of El Paso. As we see the increase in asylum seekers into our community, and we see the temperatures dropping, and we know that uh, Title 42 looks like it's uh, going to be called back on um, Wednesday, we felt there was proper time today to call a state of emergency. And the reason why we're doing it is because I said from the beginning that I would call it when I felt that either our uh, Asylum seekers or our community was not safe, and I really believe that today our asylum seekers are not safe as we have hundreds and hundreds on the streets. Okay, Uh, it's not about the asylum seekers. They're secondary. Number one is the people of El Paso and the United States of America. And what the federal government has done with regard to our citizenry is a breach of their responsibilities. And I believe that is a subject that would be worthy of a discussion of uh, possibly uh, treasonous acts.
Yeah, I said it. I know. Probably be banned on social media. Let's go to Scott in Joppa, Maryland. He wants to comment about this. Scott, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Oh, hi, Rob. Um, President Biden is uh, <clears throat> breaking the law by opening the Amer- the American border. So why can't the board? Why can't the border uh, state governors just close their border instead of watching the United States be invaded? Uh, because, I... because the open borders cause. Um, deaths of Americans through drugs, disease, and crime. Yeah. And, I, and I'm also shocked that the American legal system is not capable of stopping an invasion of the United States. Well, because they're not trying to. Uh, anything on the federal level, they've been commanded to let it open. They're, they are. They have been commanded literally to not do anything. Uh, the DHS, um, Alejandro Mayorkas, is literally telling the Border Patrol to stand down and just be a proce- processing uh, center. As far as the uh, the responsibilities or abilities of the of the governors of these states, I believe they have some sort of uh, uh, ability to uh, call out the National Guard. I know that the governor of Arizona has been putting up uh, these um, uh, cargo containers to shut down the border. So I'm not going to uh, sound off on that because I don't know the the intricacies of that. I would venture to say that I've not been terribly happy with the governor of Texas um, not doing uh, everything that he can to shut down the border. As far as Arizona is concerned, uh, Katie Hobbs has no plan. She is an open border um, governor-elect, but fortunately, Carrie Lake is fighting her on that. Carrie Lake had a plan to shut down the entire border. Um, So I I won't be able to answer your question with regard to what the governors can do to stem the flow and shut down the border versus the federal government. I don't feel comfortable really getting into that, but uh, uh, I believe that the governors could do more. Go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. It's just amazing. I'm shocked that the United States just sits here and lets itself be invaded by millions millions of people. Well, that's the federal government doing it. That's the Democrat plan. And originally it was to uh, flood the country with people who would vote Democrat. I mean, honestly, they, they call that this white replacement theory. No, it's not. It's just it's their plan. That's what they wanted to do. That's what they thought would work. Now I believe it is about collapsing the country. I absolutely believe that's part of the fundamental uh, reshaping of America that they're trying to do. Just get, just get your private plane ready to go to Switzerland or Australia. Nah, you know Don't what? I'm gonna fight. Like I'm gonna fight for America. Screw these people. I want. I want people to go to jail over this crap. Honestly, and I know the American people are sick and damn tired of it. Really sick and damned tired of it. And we have always been a passionate. Thanks for the call, by the way. You can you can take them off now. All right. Um, here's the thing. And thanks. I do appreciate the call. We have to move on. We have always been a melting pot. We have nothing to, uh, we have nothing to apologize with regard to allowing people to come here from countries around the world and start anew. We are still a shining city on a hill. Uh, we have always, and, and you know, how dare the left say that we're somehow anti-immigrant? Dear God in heaven, most of us are the progeny of immigrants, okay, including me, including me, my family, my biological family did not start arriving here until like the 1920s. So nonsense on all of that crap. You have nothing to feel guilty about. Not at all. No country in the world would allow this unfettered stream across its border unless the powers that be want to wreck the country. That's what it's all about. 
This is, um, let me see what I got. Oh, this is, this is Chip Roy. I like Representative Chip Roy. Talking about how, and literally, the Trump administration, had they been given a second term in office, but we now know the FBI was instrumental in throwing the 2020 election, uh, he had a fix for the border. Well, first of all, let's go to the summer of 2018, and there were uh, a couple of competing bills. Uh, one bill, uh, what was the Goodlatte One bill, it was known around this town, uh, had actually status for DACA. Of recipients, right? Had status for about a million plus people, would have secured the border and reformed our immigration system. How many Democrats voted for it? I'm doubting anybody. Zero. Yeah. They have no interest in actually working. Because they got a plan. To try to secure the border and do the things necessary to stop the flow. Republicans have been putting plan after plan after plan. So that's why the Texas delegation got together to say, here's what border security would actually look like. Democrats want to simply throw more money at the border and then process more human beings while they're getting abused. They're the ones using them as political pawns for their crass political purposes. They're using the Hispanic community. Go ask Myra Flores. Go mm -hmm. ask Monica De La Cruz. Yep. Go ask the Hispanics in South Texas yep. who are enraged at what Democrats are doing and using them for political purposes. But I have to say one thing about my Republican colleagues with the Omni coming this week. We've been running on this being the Biden border crisis. This is the McConnell Republican uh, border crisis. If we give them more money this week without demanding that they secure the border. Damn straight. Uh, on the way, Martha Raddatz blames the uh, southern border on uh, Trump and Republicans, which I find to be completely hilarious. And Carrie Lake sounds off on the election in Arizona. The number here, if you want to be a part of the show, 800-922-6680. It's a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. A lot of people, uh, you know, beginning to uh, either take off this week or, or next week. I will be off uh, Friday. We're going to visit uh, family for, we're going to go over the river and through the woods and uh, and visit family. So I will be off the following week. Uh, I believe uh, Mary Walter's filling in on Friday. And she is such a, a wonderful uh, person and she does a great job. And she's one of the only people that I uh, would place the show um, with. Not saying it's much. I mean, it's like giving somebody the keys to a you know seventy three VW. But anyway, but she she'll take care of you. <laughs> she will take care of you. Okay, so El Paso, the mayor there has declared a state of emergency because of uh, Title forty two expiring and and they uh, this unprecedented uh, breach of our southern border, which uh, federal officials should be held accountable for, tried and convicted of, because uh, that's one of their main duties is to secure the border and the safety of the American people, and they have not done that. They have not done that, and and consequently. Uh, thousands and thousands and thousands have been sold into child uh, sex slavery. Thousands and thousands and thousands have been uh, sold into the drug trade as drug mules. And, of course, 100,000-plus people in the United States have died from drug overdoses, particularly fentanyl, uh, including um, children between the ages of 12 and 17. Lots of them. Lots of them. And, honestly, uh, people are going to have to pay for it. People are going to have to pay for this malfeasance. People are going to have to pay for these abuses and usurpations. Now, there is only one reason why people are coming from all over the world to the United States of America. And it's policy. It is not what anybody said about it. It is the policy, whether implied or out and outright, 
said by the Biden, Biden administration, everyone is welcome here. It is very clear. The only thing uh, guiding this in these countries that are wholesale releasing, like, for instance, in Venezuela, convicts come to America, is policy. But here is uh, Martha Raddatz, who is a dimwit, saying that it's actually Republicans' fault because Republicans told the truth and said that Joe Biden had opened the southern border. Listen. The border wall, you talk about open borders. I don't think I've ever heard President Biden say, we have an open border, come on over. But people I have heard say it are you, are former President Trump, or Ron DeSantis. That message reverberates. Okay, so she's saying that by acknowledging that Biden policy has caused an open border, that has caused people from around the world to come here. And this is why Martha Raddatz will be shown to be nothing more than a tool of the state. It honestly is ridiculous. It's like saying, uh, you know, somebody, for instance, maybe there's a murder. And and somebody says, you know, I think that person was murdered. Uh, and maybe you live in the next town or you're just talking. And, and the government would say, oh, yeah, you're guilty of the murder. You killed that person. It's the same damn thing. Absolutely 100%. Let's go to Monty in Tennessee. Hello, Monty. Merry Christmas and welcome to the, and happy Hanukkah. And welcome to the show. What's up? Merry Christmas, Rob. Happy uh, New Year and welcome to the invasion of our country. I see the Democrats out here. They are not afraid to break laws, do whatever they need to do to get their people in power. And if they got to go to jail, they'll do that to destroy this country. And yet we will sit by and we will not do the same things. We will let our country be taken over. Our country will be destroyed. Our country will fall into communism and we will do nothing. And I'm really tired of it. And some of the some of the fault has to go to these law enforcement officers because there are plenty of laws. That if they wanted to charge you and me for, they could come up with 20 different things from anything. And yet collusion charges are never brought against these uh, officials who are uh, participating or encouraging our invasion. No one is arresting anybody when, uh, for example, Mayorkas tells them, stand down. Well, why don't they just say, hey, you know what, go ahead and turn around and put your hands behind your back because you're under arrest. And there's plenty of things, collusion, um, conspiracy, violations of rights, uh, just anything. I'm sure they can come up with plenty of things to arrest all these people, and yet they do nothing. They stand by, and they let our country get overrun, and our country is going straight down the hill. Now, uh, Monty, I, I thank you, and just hang in there, okay? Because I, I do believe that we have... Um, that the Democrat Party have used the election of Joe Biden as a last dying gasp of the class of 68. Things are going to get really big and really ugly, but I think we're going to win. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show on this Monday. And uh, KT McFarland will join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the southern border and Twitter. And the latest round of uh, Twitter files coming out where we found out that the FBI had created a National Election Command post. 
after Donald Trump won the 2016 election, despite the best efforts of the FBI collaborating with Hillary Clinton and the DNC to create Russiagate, which was proven to be a false, uh, a lie. I'd like the 40 million taxpayer dollars that went to the FBI to uh, to uh, go through this investigation that they knew at the beginning of the investigation was false. Another reason why the FBI needs to go away and a lot of people need to go to jail. What else did we discover? Well, we also discovered a whole lot of FBI higher-ups moved to Twitter just in time for the 2020 election, where they covered up Hunter Biden's laptop quite successfully. We also know that it appears that all of the major players with regard to intelligence in the federal government worked with all of the major media companies to shut down conservative speech. Now, what did I say? I said that we have been engaged and we have been victims of what I consider to be conservative apartheid since, oh, well, around when I got into radio, and it, it's not about me, but, you know, back way back in 1990-ish or so when I guess Rush Limbaugh was really reaching his zenith, and then he continued to grow. Maybe that was part of it. But... Now it is officially apartheid because it has allowed the federal government literally to go after a political movement, uh, people of a political ilk, not only to shut them down, but also, if you believe these files, which appear to be completely true, the FBI not only secretly influenced, broke law by pushing Twitter to remove accounts, but also demanded user location details as well. And, by the way, I'll also put this in there. So that's state-sponsored censorship and uh, discrimination against a, per- a group of people. Okay, we got that, all right? Uh, we have an attempt to uh, to sway uh Elections. So we have electioneering in the 2016 at least and certainly in the 2020. Both of them, both of those things happening. And then today we find out this. Uh, Elon Musk over the weekend suggested, he said, hey, uh, if you, who wants me to be continue to be the uh, the CEO of Twitter? Well, apparently a bunch of trolls and, and uh, lefties who are still there on Twitter uh, voted and decided that they 57% want Twitter to uh, Elon Musk to, uh, to step down. And uh, they won, right? And so they're all cheering. Hey, Musk is gone. I have some bad news for you. And the GOP. If you think that Elon Musk being gone from Twitter will mean that the trajectory of Twitter will change, you're high. If you believe that the GOP can return to its blue blood uh, rhino roots, to its uh, John McCain, Mitt Romney, George W. Bush roots, you're high. It took two billionaires to come in and, well, Donald Trump lost a billion dollars. Elon Musk right now still trying to decide if this is going to tank or not. But both of them realized what was at stake, spent their own money, and have turned things completely, completely upside down. And I think that's pretty cool. I think it's big. Now, we've also got, uh, you know, the southern border about to crack open here with the end of Title 42 by design. We've got a lot of things that are going on right now by design in our country to tear us down. We are energy dependent now. That's a big deal. 
We have inflation at 40-year highs right now. We have a diesel shortage, which is about to hit the fan. We have supply chain shortage that has been impacting everything. And I'm just going to tell you, it's going to get dark before it gets better. I do believe that things are going to get better. But I'm just going to tell you, as I said before the election, I said things are going to get really weird. A lot of things are going to happen that are unprecedented. Raid of Mar-a-Lago, for instance, among other things. Things are going to get very hot and very heavy. And we've all come to come together to support one another. And hopefully this Republican Congress will be the firewall between, well, the country falling or staying intact. And I believe we will. We will fight to keep it intact. But we got to help out one another. Carrie Lake says she will take her fight all the way to the Supreme Court on the eve of the next hearing of her case to overturn Arizona's election result. Now, I'm bringing this up. I'm not, uh, I've got my own opinions. I'm just saying that any other place in the world, any other country in the world, where a Secretary of State was running against a uh, conservative opponent and refused to change election laws after a failed midterm election in 2020, by the way, where everything went wrong and profound, profound problems in just the most populous state in Arizona, 60% of voting machines not working the day that conservatives were going to vote, Uh, all sorts of problems with chain of custody, all sorts of problems with whatever, and of course, uh, Katie Hobbs going after people who would not certify the election with criminal charges and jail time. Any other country in the world, people would be saying, this is corrupt, this cannot be allowed to happen. And I told you that if this amount of election malfeasance were allowed to to remain, then it's over. Because the left and Democrats can get away with anything. Anything. Here is uh, uh, Carrie Lake, and she knows a lot about the media. She's a media member for a very long time, talking about how, fortunately, one of the things that's happened in the last year is that all the mainstream media has lost its influence. Nobody is watching ABC, CBS, NBC. So when you're talking about the Twitter files not being covered by any of those, it doesn't matter because nobody gives a crap what they have to say anyway. Because we've stopped listening to that nonsense And you know what I I know for sure? Those people back there on that riser have zero power anymore. Zero. None. You want to know how I know this? I know this because their influence over our election has really diminished. They can't just attack candidates anymore. Yeah, you can't just say, I think Carrie Lake won and get banned for that. It actually stays up. I know, crazy, right? They can't lie about us. I heard a report when I was running for governor that 100% of the mainstream media's coverage of me was negative. Isn't that kind of weird? 100%. Nobody is listening to them anymore. Yeah, and she, uh, she uh, well, I mean, if you believe, uh, then she won anyway, despite all of that. And so you know what they have to do? They're so powerless that they have to outright steal elections. That's what she's saying. Here she is, uh, and, and she does say a uh, mildly offensive word. Just be prepared. And we just had such a huge movement going into election day. So to watch these people 
these evil bastards. Can I say that here? Is that all right? She said the B word about them, the male word for a child without a father, of which I am. To watch them steal this in broad daylight, and if they think they're going to get away with it, they masked with the wrong bitch, okay? She said the other B word. Wow, she's serious. I got to tell you. I love, I, I love her. I think she's great. I really do. One other thing about Carrie Lake, and, and I mean, I'm risking being a Carrie Lake sycophant. No, actually, I, I was just a fan of hers. I wanted to win the election. That's all. I'm not a sycophant. I don't have a votive candle with Carrie Lake's picture on it. I do have a Trump candle that I light every day before I uh, turn toward Mar-a-Lago and on my prayer rug every day. <laughs> every poll said Carrie Lake was going to win. Every poll. Even liberal polls said Carrie Lake was going to win. How often does that happen? Why is that? Why is it every poll said that Carrie Lake was going to win? Liberals, conservative, whatever, said she was going to win the election. And then all sorts of election problems, including 60% of the machines not working, massive bags of ballots unnamed, unsecured, people not having to stand in line for hours and eventually giving up, or their votes being put into what was called a bin number three. Yeah. She's fighting back. And you know why a lot of people think that Carrie Lake won that election? Because they're not stupid. Because the gaslighting isn't going isn't gonna to do it. You and I have been gaslit on everything. Everything for the last couple of years. And now we all know, and what we'll show is that we've been right about it. Everything from uh, elections to COVID to the southern border to CRT to radical transgender ideology, all of the things that have been called disinformation, and most of those are held near and dear by you and I, by not only conservatives, but freedom-loving Americans. We all knew there's something going on. We all knew that there's, why, why, why in the last three years have we suddenly said, and they, they sneaked it in, they told us we couldn't have opinions on stuff. Do, don't you realize how profound that is, that you couldn't have an opinion on anything? It started off with 2020 election. You couldn't question the election results. You were called a denier. And then if you didn't believe in a vaccine mandate, you were called a denier. And then if you believed that, uh, you know, if CRT is being taught in schools, uh, you know, you were you were a, a denier that it wasn't happening. Honestly, you, you, they tried to play us. But the great thing about this is we're finding it all out. It's all coming at us. And what we're realizing is how far they went down the road to absolute Chinese-style totalitarianism. And we've gotten to the point where our freedom is hanging by a thread. And that thread is going to be that majority in the House. That's it. 
And and you better hope that as we're hanging here, and and let's just say the GOP is somebody like like in an Indiana Jones movie hanging onto a rope, and the, and the hand is reaching down to the American people, and and holding on for dear life, and you're hoping that 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 party or whoever's in charge will have the strength to be able to lift us up and save the country. But that's how close we came to losing it all. And there are people who are still trying to take us down, including with what's happening at the southern border. But I'm hoping, hoping that we are able to save the country. But again, we got to be strong. <laughs> you got to be crystal clear. Let's take a break and come back. I've got some, uh, I've got some nutty stuff, including uh, the uh, Space Force director. And then the Children's Emmys went all woke and all sorts of, uh, uh, you know, LGBTQ over the weekend. We'll get to all of that in your phone calls at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. The left has been waging a war on America for decades. That's not right. It's not fair. And we're quite simply not going to take it anymore. Honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's The Rob Carson Show. Think about this. It's the most. What has the Biden administration done about the border at all? Anything? What is the what has the Biden administration done at all? They made Kamala Harris the uh, what the czar of the border. She has not gone to the border. The czar of the border has not gone to the border. Has not commented about the border. Nothing about the border. Joe Biden has not been to the border. Now Joe Biden has found plenty of time to fly to to uh, to uh, to Delaware for vacation every weekend. Uh, Joe Biden has plenty of time to go to stupid green energy uh, grand openings and stupid uh, electrified vehicle uh, uh, factory openings. And and all this crap, but he hasn't made it to our southern border. This to me shows he doesn't care a damn bit about you, the people on the southern border, the people who are dying because of this, the people who are being enslaved because of this. And I got I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just damned tired of it. I want people in Washington, D.C. to be removed from power, and I want them to be tried for what they've done to us. I'm just, and I know you are too, just done with it. And here is, here is uh, Keisha Lamps Bottom, a failed mayor, talking about why, you know, it's really not that big a deal. Even though it's the biggest crisis that we face right now in America is our southern border. And here she is trying to explain away while the president of the United States has been able to go to every damn green energy grand opening and every whatever, but can't make it to the border. It's simply because people don't see the president at the border doesn't mean that he's not working. Right. Well, why doesn't he go to the border? He was just in Arizona. Why wasn't it worth his time? Well, you have to remember, Margaret, when the president travels, it's not like you or I jumping on an airplane and getting off and going to our destination. Everything comes to a halt. So all of these... Okay, um, so it's okay anywhere else that Joe Biden wants to go, where he wants to take his entourage. Maybe that's a, a school after a shooting, which he just suddenly finds the time to go to. Maybe it's a whatever, and never a problem. But because he's just going to the border, not any particular place on the border, anywhere on the border, it would cause such disruption that he does doesn't want to go. Things are in consideration for the president. Is that the best use of resources? All of the resources that will be diverted on the ground when the president makes a visit. Okay, the American people are screaming at you to fix the <laughs> the border. Screaming at you. This shows you all you need to know. They don't bloody care. 
And the reason why they want the border overrun is because they want to collapse the country. I believe it. I believe it. This isn't conspiracy theory. There's only a, a one reason for it, why you'd want millions of people to come into your country unfettered, even if that includes terrorists. Mm. It's like you're trying to uh, uh, fundamentally change America, isn't it, right? Let's go to uh, Larry in Baltimore. Larry, welcome to the show. What's going on, my friend? Hey, good afternoon, uh, Rob. Okay, I have a personal comment for you. In a moment, I just want to remind you and your audience that uh, three days ago, uh, December the 16th, marked the 78th anniversary of the Battle of the Bulge. Now, in every war movie that I've seen uh, involving that particular topic, I do not remember seeing the German forces waving the uh, Third Army of George Patton uh, from one point in Belgium to another. Okay? They had, the American forces had to fight their way through. They weren't just invited in. So... You know, there is a history of dealing with a separation of forces, and this is what we're not seeing right now. And, you know, I understand how you feel about it. I just want to let you know that there was a time in our history where uh, when a line was drawn and it was crossed, it was crossed by force. Okay. What do you think, Larry? What do you think about the, the, the purpose of why they're doing this when everybody knows they're doing it? Oh, it's you you yeah, said okay, it all, all. to uh, change the uh, nature of the country, something that we heard in a previous administration, and I don't mean the previous one. I know. I know exactly what I we're mean, talking the about. immediately previous one, okay? It's the puppet master, baby. It's the puppet master. You even said he was the puppet master. He even called him Uncle Joe the other day. <laughs> this is that obvious. Buster in Santa Cruz. Hello there, Buster. Merry Christmas. Real quick, you got about a minute. Go. A safe Merry Christmas to you, Rob. Okay, Thank you, bro. time for damage control. Okay, the right thing to do, bring the military on the border, humanitarian emergency, and pressure on Mexico, set up a buffer zone so we can at least process these people. God help us. Yeah, Buster, here's what I say. Uh, we give Mexico the ultimatum to shut the border down or we shut down all trade and travel with Mexico by this Friday. That's what I would do. Not going to happen, but that's what I would do. I would also send in special forces to paint targets on the drug kingpins' mansions and manufacturing facilities, and I would call in drone strikes to blow them to hell to kingdom come. That is what should happen. That is not what is going to happen. So what we have to do is we have to prepare ourselves for all of the nonsense that's going to be coming our way until hopefully we uh, we pull our country back from the brink. Let's take a break. God bless you, bro. Merry Christmas and a happy new year and a happy Hanukkah as well. Coming up, KT McFarland, one of my favorite people, going to be joining us to talk about the southern border and the FBI involvement in uh, Twitter and among other things. Don't go anywhere. This is a Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. By 10x set sail on January 20th, 2021. Now she's taking on water in a big way. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
It is Rob Carson show. We have a special guest, one of my favorite uh, guests, one of the uh, people that I will literally stop everything if she's on television. She is KT McFarland, former uh, Trump Deputy National Security Advisor, author of Revolution, Trump, Washington, and We the People, and also a board member on the American Conservative Union. She's on the Newsmax hotline. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Welcome to the show, KT. How are you today? I am absolutely delighted to be with you and happy every kind of holiday you can think of. A um, couple of things going on. Uh, first of all, January 6th committee has recommended four, four criminal charges against, against Donald Trump, for uh, including insurrection and obstruction, which, of course, he was found innocent of in the show trial that was the second impeachment after he left office. Your thoughts on this nonsense? You know, I think what's so sad about all of it whether it's the, the January 6th hearings, whether it's the Russiagate thing, which I was caught up in, or, or any of this, is, you know, there are real problems that the country has right now, and we should be addressing those. And this is just an, an opportunity for some people to grab some headlines on all sides of the issue. And the shameful thing is, you know, we have inflation. That's a big issue. We have a looming crisis with China. We have an invasion of Ukraine by Russia. We have, you know, name your crises, southern border and a fentanyl crisis, and yet somehow the headlines are all going to be snatched up yet again with the scandal, scandal du jour, and I think that's just really irresponsible and quite sad. Well, you know, the, the great thing is that um, I, I believe that uh, this news story, uh, for lack of a better uh, uh, analogy, is uh, a flatulence in the wind at this point because I really do believe that the uh, the main uh, players with regard to mainstream media are just being ignored at this, at this point. Like ABC, CBS, NBC, they're ignoring the Twitter files, but it's getting out there, KT. Do you feel like with these Twitter files, we found out on... On Friday, the, the, the FBI literally put together a task force for uh, the elections after 2016, before 2020. We know now it looks like the DHS, FBI, all of these organizations of the deep state working in tandem with Democrats to shut down freedom of speech. All of this is coming out. Do you feel any sense of vindication considering the hell that you went through being affiliated with the Trump administration and what's happening uh, right now in the country? Yeah, I'm not a revenge kind of person, but I do think it's important to for the country to know what was going on. I mean, look at it this way. If you had been, if you had heard, well, you know, the Chinese Communist Party or the Russians were trying to suppress free speech in America, were trying to influence elections, were trying to do all these things, you'd say, boy, that's just those pernicious communists. And then if you think, well, it's coming actually from your own government, that's really scary, because that is the foundation of democracy, right? Free speech, town square, and yet a part of the government. And it's a, I call it an unholy trinity. It's the bu- permanent bureaucracy, the media and social media, and the Democrat Party were just working to shut down free speech. In other words, they really thought that half of the country was too stupid to know how to govern itself, and so they were going to make sure that they govern things for us, because... The American people just, we can't, they can't be trusted. That's the kind of argument you're, you are used to hearing in communist countries, totalitarian, authoritarian dictatorships, not in a free democracy. My one hope is that as the new Congress takes office, especially the Republicans in the House, that they don't, they don't stop, that they get to the bottom of absolutely every one of these things. And, and hopefully it's not business as usual where the same people trot up to Capitol Hill you know, mouth a few sort of platitudes and then get maybe a little slap on the wrist and are sent home. 
I do hope that the Republican Congress can get to the bottom of it. Now, none of these people will be charged because Congress doesn't have the ability under the Constitution to charge people with crimes. It can only refer these crimes to the Justice Department and for prosecution. But we know that the Biden Justice Department is, you know, they're, they're not going to charge themselves with a crime. But hopefully the Republicans in Congress for the next year and a half, two years, can, can provide the dossier. And so when a Republican president comes into office in 2025 on January 20th, that then the new Justice Department can start getting to the bottom of it. Because if we don't have justice and an FBI that we can trust, then it really is the foundation of democracy is undermined. Free elections, undermined. I saw you uh, on Newsmax talking about TikTok, and I I am very curious because TikTok was never a front and center issue. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you've got being led by some Republican governors and now being uh, uh, some Democrats are joining on getting rid of TikTok, not allowing uh, TikTok on government phones. I saw your comments, and I don't think most people realize what TikTok does when you put that app on your phone. Will you tell everybody what you had mentioned uh, to uh, to Newsmax with regard to what having that TikTok app means? Okay, if you have a cell phone and you download the TikTok app on your cell phone, for it to work, it has it, you have to allow it to have permissions. So it has access. You don't even know this is happening, by the way. You're automatically giving your permissions up. So it has access to your contact list. It has access to all of your emails, to all of your text messages. It, whether it's turned on or not, whether you're actually using the app or not, it's in the background constantly monitoring everything you're doing online, every website you visit, you know, every Christmas present you order from Amazon. It is listening into every aspect of your life, all of your communications. And even if you go to sleep at night and you're charging your cell phone right next to your bed, it's listening in. The camera's still working. The microphone is still working. The Chinese Communist Party is still listening in. So. And that's really freaky, right? That's really creepy. Um, We're listening to everything you're doing. But what that really scary thing is what they do next, which is they take all that information and then tailor make things to you to to try to change your way of seeing things and try to change your thinking. So they're they're really trying to scramble your brain. And then the scariest part of all is like it's you know Rob, you and I we're not doing TikTok, right? No. But it's the, it's the tw- under twenty year olds who are using TikTok for the majority of their communication to the outside world. Not only are they looking at videos of dancing dogs, but they're also using TikTok to get information about politics, about individuals, and so their brains are being scrambled. So they may think that they've got some secrets that they're keeping from mom and dad because they're so hip, but they're not keeping them from the Chinese government. So not only are they listening to everything you're doing, but then they're trying to scramble your brain and change how you think. Uh, KT, over the weekend, um, I've been getting a lot of uh, comments from listeners who have a sense of dread about what's going on at the southern border, and and they fear for the sovereignty of the America of America and and the safety and sovereignty of its citizens with the end of Title Forty Two, and and it, it, we're trying to make sense. We know that we've been doxxed about everything, everything from where the virus came from uh, to uh, you know the southern border to CRT to sexualization of children, all of this nonsense, and and they feel a genuine sense of dread. We 
also see that, uh, and I saw this on your Twitter, that uh, OPEC and uh, they're going to be uh, cutting the uh, oil supply, causing the world to possibly dip into recession. What What do you think is going on? Uh, what do you think has to happen uh, in the next year? But what do you think is coming to our country with regard to the border and on the confluence of all of these uh, things? The border is open, and the Biden administration, despite what they're, the lies they're peddling to people, the Biden administration has basically opened the border and turned control of it over to the cartels and to the human traffickers and to the drug traffickers. Fentanyl poisoning is now the leading cause of death of people under the age of, I forget what it is, 35? I think it's 12 to 17-year-olds. It is more 12 to 19-year-olds. It is the leading cause yeah. of death. I know. And, and that, and that should just, we are losing more people every year to fentanyl poisoning than we lost in the entire Vietnam War. So this Christmas, 50,000 families are going to sit down and there's going to be somebody missing at the table because that, this year, one of their loved ones has just died of a fentanyl poisoning. And we know that that's coming directly from China. Chinese are sending the drugs over the border. It's one of the ways they want to defeat American society. And yet the Biden administration isn't doing the easy, and it's not a hard fix. It's the Trump administration understood. Okay, even if you don't want to build the wall, hire more, hire more agents at the border. Have the people who want to come across the border remain in Mexico while their paperwork is processed. But right now, it's already bad, but starting next week, it'll become simply impossible so that people will just walk into this country and disappear somewhere in America. And what it does is it puts a huge economic strain on every place they go because they'll be requiring social services and health care benefits and subsidies, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a big, big lift for any community that has to support them. But it's also a national security crisis because who knows what they're bringing across the border. And frankly, it's a humanitarian crisis of the deaths that are happening in America as a result of this. The fix is easy, but... I, I just don't understand why they can't bring themselves to deal with the border. <laughs> well, I think it's because, uh, you know, I think it's uh, fundamentally transforming America. That's all I got to say. Katie, do you, sell, do you celebrate Christmas? Absolutely. All right. All right. I got a couple questions about Christmas I want to ask you. Okay. I, First I, of all, we, I am really like right. Christmas matriarch. Right? Cause I'm going to tell you me too. I'm a patriarch, I guess, you know, I could be a matriarch if I decided to identify as one, well. oh, okay. uh, but, but I, I am, I am uh, so full of the Christmas spirit. It's not even funny. And I went to see a live version of Christmas Carol and all that. Let me ask you this. What's your favorite uh, Christmas movie you have to watch to officially get you into the Christmas spirit? Oh, any of the Christmas Carol movies, the current ones, the original ones, the modern musicals, it's all about Christmas. And why? Because, and, and I'm writing an article about this, actually, that hopefully will be up somewhere um, in the next 24 hours. But the thing about the Chris, Christmas Carol, and that's a story of Scrooge, right? The, the miser who gets his whole life changed because he sees how he had given his life over to loneliness and the pursuit of wealth at the expense of friendship and love. And at the end of the story, Scrooge is transformed to believe in Christmas and to believe in the mission of Christmas, which is to be helping other people. But the real significance of this Christmas carol, Charles Dickens wrote it in the 1840s, when Great Britain was the most powerful country in the world, and they were prosperous and rich. But there was this huge underclass in Britain of the poor who were having, there was rampant alcoholism, abandonment of children into orphanages, but orphanages didn't really exist. 
workhouses existed. And so what the Christmas Carol, Dickens' original novella, which is now the books and the movies, etc., it sparked in the British people an opening of their hearts yeah. and the Christmas spirit. And they realized that, well, they have to take care of, the, of all of those among them. It's not just the haves, it's the have-nots. And so like Scrooge, who was redeemed... In the, at, by the end of the book, British society redeemed itself, and it redeemed the world. So when I get really down about America right now and think, oh, this is so horrible, all the things you and I have just discussed, maybe somewhere there's that spark of a Christmas spirit um, that can come back to help us and redeem the nation. I, my personal favorite uh, version is George C. Scott, 1984. I would have to agree that's one of the great classics. Now, now, I'm, I'm really going to tell happy you. to watch any of them, even yep. The Grinch. Grinch this weekend, uh, the Bill Murray movie. Uh, and then also, uh, I might recommend, there's a new movie out on Apple TV with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, which is called uh, uh, Upli- Uplifted or something. It's a new version. I saw it. I thought it was fantastic. Well, that's so. on my list tonight, then, right. too. Let me, I'm just going to say one more thing, KT. First of all, I feel blessed to know you because I've admired you for many years. And and I think I told you this before. I admire your voice. Uh, you're, when you could read a toothpaste ingredient label, and I'd listen. I would stop and listen to it. And I would hope that someday you uh, record, like, a version of The Night Before Christmas with your voice. Oh, that is such a wonderful compliment and a terrific idea. Well, just, could I you just give me one line? Just give me one line. It was the but, night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. My God. The children were bustled, nestled all snug in their beds with visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. I love it. I lo- You've just given me the best gift ever. <laughs> KT, thank you for joining me. Uh, this show is growing and growing, and we're so glad to have you a part of it. I really, really feel blessed to know you and have you on the show. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and all your listeners and to this great nation. All right, very. We'll talk again soon. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. What you do in your bedroom is your business. What you do to our country is ours. It's The Rob Carson Show. Name any other radio show that could get KT McFarland to quote, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Thank you very much. That's what we do here. We have a take on stuff and we also try to entertain people and maybe even inspire them just a little bit. By the way. Uh, The uh, January 6th committee has recommended four criminal charges for Trump in a unanimous vote, including insurrection and obstruction. Now, I just want to mention something real quick here. The uh, January 6th committee was a show trial. It is a kangaroo court consisting of a couple of uh, uh, sycophantic Republican rhinos, including Liz Cheney, who was defeated by 40 points in her primary in Wyoming, and uh, uh, Adam uh, Kinzinger, who is no longer going to be a congressman starting in January. They are irrelevant. And I will also say that they've had these four charges locked and loaded before the dang kangaroo court ever assembled. It has always been a complete joke. It will go down in history as one of the worst examples of political bias to go after a president or former president in the history of the country. It is an embarrassment. No charges will actually happen. This is purely 
purely uh, symbolic. It never meant anything. It never will. And so with that, I'm going to play this one more time. This is Jim Gossett. Off to oblivion for Kinzinger and Cheney. There's no trial like a show trial, like no trial that I know. Everything about it is deceiving. It's a joke! The January 6th committee lies. A total crop that no one is believing. The tales they're weaving, nobody buys. Not one day. There's no people but Joe's people who fall for this lame show. Pathetic. They subpoenaed Trump and no one knows what for. This time they've opened the wrong door. Within Donald Trump would surely mop the floor. Cause this trial is for sure. Big finish. Yes, this trial is for sure. There you go. What a joke. What a joke. And you look at everything. Right now, guys, we are at the confluence of uh, a lot of things. We are seeing um, the Twitter files are exposing what we have always thought. And and all of the things that you have questioned in the last couple of years where uh, you've been called, your, your thoughts have been called disinformation. We now know that it's all coming true. It's all you are right about everything. And this show, I, and I, I don't say this with any sort of satisfaction, although, I mean, to me, it's a no-duh. When I look at the things like January 6th, when I look at the things like the election, when I look at things like where COVID came from, I just, using common sense, life experience, and a little bit of research, know there's no way I can be wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's just no way. There's evidence. And, and, and the only reason why anyone thinks that any of this stuff is true is because they've been misled. And now we know that they've been misled by the deep state in cooperation with big social media and the mainstream media. So this is a very glorious time right now. And the more these things come out, the more we're going to realize that we were right. And the more it will become crystal clear who perpetrated on the country. And then, and it may not be next year, it may be two years from now, we hold them accountable and we punish them for it okay so all i'm going to say right now is is i've got three more days with you before the vacation and i'm going to do my level best to not only bring the uh, facts through but also inspire you to be positive about this holiday season and the coming year let's come back and wrap things up in a second you're listening to the rob carson show Guys, if you get a chance to listen to the podcast today, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the interviews, the great Christmas satire. Happy Hanukkah to those celebrating starting today, and Merry Christmas to all. I'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, do not catch the stupid. See you then.